Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. You are listening to Storygram Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to One Media, One Media, where we take one piece of media and we take a deep dive in it, and then we take another piece of media and d- do the same. I am Takeshi. more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we take a deeper dive. I am Takeshi, and with me I have Santos, and today we're going to talk about Your Lie in April, and the full name is Your Lie in April, I Met the Girl Under a Full Flower Cherry Blossoms, and My Fate Began to Change. <laughs> A mouthful. But it's like a beautiful poem. It's yes. <laughs> it reads a lot better than it sounds, to say the least. Yeah. This one is really good, but it's going to be really hard not to spoil a lot of it, unfortunately. So I'm going to only go to a certain extent, maybe go into the characters and all the other things that they have. Yeah, I think we could discuss it in a bigger way. Well, also, if you haven't seen it and you're really excited to see it, then don't listen. Like, There's that too. That's too. If you're one of those people that can't stand having anything spoiled, then I wouldn't. I don't care. You can tell me like the big reveal and I'll be fine. Because yeah. I still like watching it as, you know, like my own reaction. But yeah, if you are someone who cannot stand that, then I would come back after. <laughs> For sure. But we'll try to dance around a lot of the stuff but a lot of it throughout the whole entire series is pretty much character development about the main character kose Mm -hmm. and his friendship well there's um his sabaki his best friend sabaki who's like the outgoing kind of she's a jock yeah yeah jock and And then the neighbor the guy watani Watson is the other jock, right? Yeah, so yeah. Kose is the artist. And he actually gives great advice. And he actually seems the most grown up of the group. He's very sweet and he is very like, athletic. And so at first you think, oh, he's just going to be a jock who likes, he's girl crazy. Yes. So it's like, oh, here's this girl crazy jock. But he's actually quite kind and caring of He's Kose. actually insightful too. And insightful, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Very mature. Like there's a maturity to him that you didn't. Necessarily expect I wasn't expecting that. that at all. And the second, watch this, like, at least maybe this is the fifth rent through because I had to <laughs> kind of watch it again. So I'll be fresh. Yeah. But it is really good. And you start noticing things throughout the series. The more you watch it. Definitely. I'm on my second round and I thought maybe... I was like, oh, I like it again, (laughs) you know, because there is such a great, I mean, it's called your line, April. So right there, you're, you watch it and then you kind of 
piece together story. So when you're watching it again, you already know what's going to happen. And it was still exciting to watch. Cause like you said, I was, I started picking up things I didn't pick up the first time. And I was like, Oh, this is so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're first through an anime series or a series in general, you're just trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you don't really understand what's going on since you already know the story and kind of like pick up the other things. Yeah. So that was more fun. Yes. Yes. I do really like the characters. Yeah. Um, I, I love the characters. Time. Definitely. They're all amazing to me. Yeah. Kose, he was a child prodigy. He played piano when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. He was dubbed the human metrodome. But at 11, he gave up playing the piano because he said he could not hear the music at all. Or hear mm-hmm. his notes. He could hear everything else but his notes, which is pretty interesting to say the least. It was written by Narishi Okara and it was actually on the monthly Shonen magazine. I don't know if you know what Shonen Jump no. is. Or sh- what is that? Some are weekly magazines, and I think that's the Shonen Jumps. And then they have different types of Shonens. So they have one for women, they have one for more kids, and that would be more along the line of One Piece and Dragon Ball Z. And then they have other ones. This is for more of the adult men. And so this was on there, and it went from 2011 to 2015. But there wasn't really much about the writer, which I was surprised Uh about. And then it was released as 11 volumes, and I really want to read it now yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you should read it because i would be curious to know i'm really curious how much changes from medium to medium for when it's going from being the graphic novel or i don't know comic book style to actual animation like do they yeah. change or change things like do things sometimes change they in that do translation? lightly change around the storyline or uh-huh. everything's there but some things are just out of order per se do they edit down anything in the yes books, maybe? some things are edited okay. down like in fruits basket mm-hmm. the whole entire climax of the story about the family and Toru Honda meets the head of mm-hmm. the family. That's right in the middle of the series. Oh. <laughs> and there's all this mm-hmm. other stuff that happens where yeah. in the anime, that was the big thing. And that's how it pretty much ends. If yeah. I remember, right? So I'm kind of curious how different this is. I mean, 11 novels is quite a bit. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's like how many episodes are in this series? There is 22 episodes. Okay which makes me a lot more curious about the manga. And they were working on a live action series. It was announced in 2016. It was supposed to be their second year in high school. Oh, like a live action that would do the continuation? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Because remember, they're only in middle school. Is Kosei younger? Because I think Tsubaki and Watani, they look like they were about to go to high school, but it seemed like Kosei was maybe younger, but I wasn't sure. Was he going I to high school? I always figured he... they were in the same grade. They were because he called Tsubaki like his older sister. So that's why I wasn't sure. He called her the sister. Oh man, I forget the way you call You know, her. he called her high maintenance older sister. <laughs> Yeah, but maybe even, it's but in school you could be like months older and it yeah, feels like exactly, some months older. Exactly, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, but they were in the same class together, I believe. Okay. 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 It was never released, unfortunately, or they're still working on it. And yeah, this makes me really curious because of what happened at the end. And then there was also supposed to be a play. Oh. 
Like a like a play in like a theater or something? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It went from September 7th to September 17th. So we might be able to find it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the play? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds kind of cool. I would be interested to see what happened. Yes. Because <laughs> it yes. is interesting to see how, like I said, how art transforms in different ways. So right, right. I liked this version of it, so I wonder if I'll like it <laughs> done in different ways. I mean, same story, same characters, but how are they being? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen any anime to live no, action series. I haven't. Not yet. The budget's usually a little bit low. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> and a little campy, so I've noticed. Uh, I think maybe if I'm into the camp part. It depends on like the series. Yeah, I think this you know? one might be able to do it because there's not a lot of action in it. I guess they're kind of like soap operas. It is kind of like a soap opera. That makes sense. Yes. I'm down with that. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so since I gave all the all the geeky information, we could kind of mm-hmm. dig into the story. And it's really simple, actually. <laughs> well, it's like the three friends, right? Yes. And their relationships. And Kosei, like you said, is the former child star pianist. So Yes. And then the other two are jocks, so they're a little bit different energetically. Yes. And it's a cute story. Sabaki invites Kosei on a double date, pretty much. Yeah. Because she didn't want to be the third wheel. But she secretly likes him. Or she asked him, when you fall in love, the world starts looking more colorful. Do you ever get that? And she always looks Um, at him and stuff. Well, she worries about him, too. She does. Because Kosei has what I would call PTSD. Like, he has, like, severe trauma from his piano playing days, um, a relationship with his... And Sabaki is very smart, but she's not being very direct. So she's just hinting at things that she worries about him because he doesn't have the same sparkle like she has about life. And I, I kind of see it. I've been in a position where I was a little bit sad because I, I broke up with my band or whatever and I just didn't want to do music anymore. And yeah. he kind of just stopped with playing piano completely because of all this PTSD with his mom that used to beat him. Mm-hmm. And he was always trying to win these competitions to make her feel better. And then eventually she passed away. Yeah, because she was sick. And so, yeah, there's a lot of emotional stuff attached to the piano. He had a lot of joy with the piano, but then also a lot of pain. So it's like this weird mix. Yeah, it doesn't ever seem like he has a lot of joy to me with it. He has like this very robotic thing with it. That's true. Where there's no emotion with it it's just you have to do it this certain way yeah i guess more just like you said like there is a dedication as a child to please his mom yeah and that connection with his mom was through being good at the piano and so there was like some sort of you know so that was his thing and also you you're really he's really good so i think there's something there that he he liked music enough where he was still working with music in a different way yes exactly so Kosei shows up a little early. No one's there. He walks around and he finds some leggings and then some shoes and tree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then he hears a melodica. Then some cherry blossom petals fly over and he sees this blonde girl playing a melodica with some kids to make the pigeons appear or something like that to fly around. And, and yeah. it was so cute and adorable. And I think that's when all of a sudden he notices that there is joy in music. and. He he was in such joy that he had to take a picture of the moment 
And then some wind flew up and her dress flies up. Then yes. she throws a melodica at him because she notices he's taking a picture and beats the shit out of him. Yes, she gets so she goes from being like this magical fairy tale musician with these kids and these pigeons flying around and the cherry blossoms and flying around and then she goes to complete rage mode. <laughs> that's what's so funny. <laughs> and that's their meeting, right? <laughs> and all son, Kosei's friends show up, Watani and Sabaki. The girl that's beating him up is Kaori in the Yes. She was the friend Tsubaki was... Yeah, she was in Tsubaki's class, and okay. she wanted to meet Watani. Yes. So this is the whole entire double date, and Tsubaki didn't tell Kosei, but Akawati was going to play at this place where he used to do his all his recitals and competitions at Tawa Hall. Oh, yeah. Sabaki did say, oh, if it doesn't go well, you guys can talk about classical music because she plays something like she's also a classical musician. Yes. And so when he walks in, he has a ton of PTSD. <laughs> yes. He has flashbacks of <laughs> of his mom, of playing mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. He had a meltdown, like you mentioned. That's how he stopped playing was like he kind of had a meltdown during a competition. So it's a touchy place to be back. Right, right. But when they actually sit down, he is enjoying himself, even though they're playing the same song, which was um, Beethoven's Violin and Sonata, number nine, The Kritzer. And she plays the violin. Yeah, she plays the violin. I'm sorry. And it's an actual competition where they get to be accompanied with a piano player. Yes. So it's really nice music. Yes. <laughs> when Cowdy walks up, walks up in this nice white dress, and she just owns the song. And it doesn't sound like any of the other people who are competing. And I think that's the first time where Kosei notices that she's playing from the heart and she's actually enjoying what she's playing he thought it's impossible for a while for someone to do that yeah and that she wasn't concerned in the same way that he probably was with these type of competitions i wrote down there's this familiar with the contest drama of like technical skill versus artistic passion yes Right. So there's that tension there in the audience and with Kosei about that 
even though she's sweeping people up and they're enjoying it, it's not competition ready, right? Like it's not right. like what the competition is looking for. He's the what the competition is looking for is they want them to play the same exact notes perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was pretty similar in Force the Piano too. Yes. Yeah. They're not looking for someone who has all this emotion and she played it completely different from everybody else. And she seemed like she was enjoying herself. Yeah. And she even mentions that she didn't care about winning. At least she got to play. Yeah. yeah. So that that's kind of an important the... thing. Yes. Although she gets an honorable mention. <laughs> the audience went crazy for her. Yeah. The audience yeah. loved it. Well, most of the judges hated it. Yeah. <laughs> per usual. That's like the usual kind of like, oh, yeah, this is kind of the thing in these series based around music competitions. It's yeah, like there's yeah. always that struggle between you didn't do the what you're supposed to, but you still did. It's not like it wasn't good. It was really amazing. It just wasn't, like you said, playing with the heart versus like just the technical headspace. And I think this is also the moment when she was playing where Kosei falls in love with her, too. Mm-hmm. He yeah. just loves her passion and everything just becomes completely colorful with her. Yeah. But I'm afraid if we go any further. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's, that's like a good setup. Then it rolls forward from there. Yes. And there's a definite love triangle between, well, I don't even know what you want to call it. A love square. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Because Kosei is definitely in love with uh, Kaori. But Tsubaki is in love with Kosei. Mm -hmm. But Kaori is actually dating Watani. And Watani is always on the hook with some girl named Keiko because he's also got another girl. (laughs) It's already got another girl. He's girl crazy. So it's middle school. There's <laughs> they're a little bit advanced for middle school. I don't know. Well, maybe they're not. Much more advanced than regular middle school. But just saying, there's a lot yeah. of girl. Yeah, but that makes makes it fun, I guess. But like, I think cool. when we think middle school, well, they say they're fourteen. Yeah, I was in high school when I was fourteen. So I don't know if they do yeah. that. I don't know how they're. I thought it was a little later. Yeah. But it is a really good series. Like I said, I just don't want to ruin anything else for anybody. Yeah. Well, I will say, again, I liked the music. I like the classical music. I was um, having fun with that. I like that idea of artists and musicians being really into their craft. Yes. And that connection to the heart and expressing themselves. And so that's all in there. And then there's this great drama of like the, like we mentioned, the past traumas that come up and how that gets worked through is really exciting. Yeah. And it seems like Yaudi, she helps him out with his PTSD throughout the Mm -hmm. whole entire series. Everyone's really there to support him, I feel like. Yes. Because I feel like Sabaki's there to try to get him back playing music and yeah but she doesn't really know how to get him back into music she just kind of brute force in a lot of her stuff too because <laughs> she's like a jock yes. so she's yeah. just like i'll physically make you go somewhere <laughs> like, right right definitely you, you know <laughs> so right i mean i will make you like me regardless exactly <laughs> and then but she really cares for him and then i did want to say like in the animation and stuff I had forgotten how it's seasonal based. So the environment changes greatly with the seasons. And I thought that was really beautiful. Right, right. I mean, definitely this takes place in spring. um, And then there's blossoms everywhere, like the whole time. (laughs) It's like cherry blossoms 
blowing around. <laughs> right, right. It's a great allergic reaction to that. I was just like kind of sneezing, watching the whole time. <laughs> well, that's why we decided to talk about this one because it is April. So it is April. <laughs> we are going to be releasing this really soon. <laughs> <laughs> So I I don't know. Is there anything that you particularly liked about this series or didn't I, like? Or? I liked almost everything about it. I liked the drama about it. It definitely, you're right, it does feel like a soap opera in some sense, especially the love square triangle thing. <laughs> yeah. I love the way Kosei does work out his problems throughout the end, mm -hmm. where in the beginning he was just kind of there. He was gray, as you would say kind of lifeless and this girl kind of just gives him life and gives him a meaning to live which i thought was always amazing i'd recommend this one to anybody because i think anybody would really get into this i agree <laughs> i like it i liked it i would recommend it too the thing is i was thinking about when we started really watching these more uh, regularly with a critical it eye was, <laughs> it was but no but also just like getting into it it was fall and winter we needed worlds to escape to it they take over it's really nice to enter a whole different world yeah. so i think the people who create the shows and everything they do a good job of that and so it's that's what makes it fun it's like let everything else go in your life and just like jump into their world and it's really fun to do that so it's like a fun escape so i guess we could move on did you have your boyfriend watch this one at all Oh my God, yes. And he was miserable. He was he like, didn't like How it? Many more? No, he's like cold hearted or something. He doesn't, he's not. Mm -mm. Okay, he so not he for manly it. men. He's, I, I, he's just not, I don't know why. I was trying to get it out of him. I was like, Well, what about it? And he's yeah. like, I don't know. And I don't know if it's just like he was being just resistant to me controlling the TV. <laughs> I don't know if he didn't want to get emotional because it's, I was like, look, there's all this dark, weird PTSD stuff going on. It's not, I think it comes off as too cute, but I'm like, it's not cute. Like it starts cute and it is cute, but then there's all this darkness and drama and emotion in it. I guess you have to like a soap opera. You have to like some drama. <laughs> and I enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Whatever. Okay. Okay. That's another one he doesn't approve of. <laughs> one time we might find something. <laughs> I'm going to. Yeah. I guess this is going to take a little bit longer. <laughs> it is. But I'm excited to continue watching it through. So. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch it through again. And it's hard not to. It's the one it's where it's like to. you want to see the whole completion. Yeah. Piece. Definitely. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil anything, but it does get sad at the end. Mm -hmm. And there's that's always in the back of my head. Yeah. I was a little hesitant to watch it again because I know what happened. So I was like, Ugh. but then once I started watching it, I was like, oh, I love everybody. I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because so, there's a lot of hope in it. So like, even if there you feel sadness, it. it's not just sad to be sad. It's a bigger kind of sadness. It's great. Yeah. One thing I do like about this, too, is the animation in it. For the animation, they always do have cherry blossoms. Mm -hmm. And then it is kind of serious, but it's it looks like it's lightly sketched in a way or watercolors per se. Uh -huh. But then whenever anybody gets beat up or they throw a baseball at Kosei or whatever, it's this goofy animation. 
Yeah, where it's almost like what? stick figures or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they do. Like when people get angry or that's really fun, like kind of silly. But then I did find being in pools of blood were a little gory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. When, when Sabaki hits him in the head with a baseball, and he's in a pool of blood. She was all nervous that she hit somebody and almost yeah. killed somebody. But then she realizes it's a Kose and I guess he's got a hard head. I don't something. know. But yeah, that boy takes a lot of blood. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's the funniest part about it to say the least okay so i guess we'll just go take a quick break and we'll go to the next one you're listening to storygram network these short teasers are excerpts from comedian aiden park's book the art of being yay think self-empowerment with a comedic twist these are tough times we're all going through who couldn't use a little mental health wellness and laughter for more of The Art of Being Yay, visit AidenPark.com. That's A-I-D-A-N-P-A-R-K.com. Sponsored by The Laugh Cellar and Storygram Podcast Network. The caveman days where we were, you know, out there, you know, collecting berries or whatever. And then we see a big bear hurling toward us, right? And then we feel a sense of fear. <gasps> fear. Right? Why? Because fear is a danger alert and it creates a fight or flight response in you. So you better fight the danger or flee from the danger. One or the other. That is a natural response. Fear is a natural response. But nowadays, <laughs> people are like, you feel fear, you're a pussy. And so you better defeat that fear. Be fearless. Do it. And then it's like, should you really be fearless of jumping out of a plane? Do you, I mean, is there, is there, is there some room there <laughs> for fear to exist? Like, is that a logical and primal human response that should actually be honored instead of ignored because you're a man? Like, for some reason, you know, fear has been associated with being a pussy. And so all these guys are like, I'm going to go swimming with shark infested waters with one arm tied behind my back. And cause I'm a man. And then, you know, they lose arms and legs and they're like, Oh, I lost my arms and legs. And then they do a GoFundMe. Come on. All right. And now we're moving on to the next media. And I decided that we should listen to Billie Eilish. When we all fall asleep, where do we go? I kind of heard it before and realized it was actually really good, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> this is like how it usually goes is like you find something and you think it's really good and then you go, Santos, I think you should listen to this. So, <laughs> so it's a good way to do this yes. because it's our natural yeah. habits. <laughs> right. This is our natural mm -hmm. habits. The yeah. way I heard about this was uh, from a friend of mine, actually, at first, because she was becoming really, really big, even for my friend to notice it. So she looked her up and she actually kind of liked her, but she didn't really want to like her music. But now she listens uh, to her all the time. <laughs> and I was happy when you mentioned this album because I watched the Grammys this year. Oh, yes. We're going to go into that. Definitely. Right, and I thought the Grammys was great after the tragic death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter. So no one watched it, it felt like, that I would talk to. But it oh, was okay. handled so well. It was really beautiful because Alicia Keys did a really great tribute. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. I had heard of Billie Eilish before, but never really listened to her music. And so right. then I got to see her at the Grammys. So I was like, oh, I'm interested in who this duo is. 
So I'm excited to know it. Takeshi, you found out. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm excited I listened to the album, but now I'm excited to know it. You found out about yes, them. Yes, yes. And like you said, in the Grammys, it was nominated five times okay, and they won yeah. three Grammys, wow. which is pretty impressive for them. Mm-hmm. And they seemed embarrassed by the second and third oh. time. <laughs> and who we mean by they is Phineas, mm-hmm. Billie Eilish's brother, and Billie Eilish. We mm-hmm. forgot to mention that part. Yeah. <laughs> Billie Eilish's real name is Billie Eilish Pirate Braid O'Connell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. Yes. And they started writing this in 2016 and it was released March 29th, 2019. And it was inspired by Lucid Dreaming and Night Terrors. Oh, you mean like their own personal dreams? Her own personal dreams, yes. Oh, I was thinking, like, what are the musical influences <laughs> behind oh, the group? Okay. But it's, like, so her artistic, like, that's where like, her creativity came from was her intense dreams. Yes. Her uh, musical influences is Childish Gambino. Okay. Tyler, the creator. Mm-hmm. But the singer who did a Runaway, Aurora, Rihanna, and Ariana Grande. Oh. I could hear some Charles Gambino and Tyler the Creator in there, definitely. Yeah. So this was all recorded in Phineas's bedroom. They wanted to make it very personal and intimate, which you kind of hear that in the singing. They call her singing in this album almost ASMR-like. Yeah. That's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> yeah, there's like a hushed sound to it. They had Rob Kayinski mix the whole entire album which I guess he's pretty well known in the whole entire music industry too. The reception was actually pretty good, but a lot of the reviewers were pretty doubtful about the album. They didn't really think it was going to be, they gave it good reviews, uh-huh. but they didn't think it was going to be as an explosive album. Yeah. But on Spotify, January, 2019, it hit a billion downloads or plays. Wow. All our music collectively so people do love her music quite a bit her parents this is kind of interesting are in the industry but not the music industry her dad was in iron man the west wing and baskets as an actor yep as an actor okay oh yeah because they're from la and the mom also was in a few movies another world and innocent man she's also done some music too and she actually helped out she edited Billie Eilish's music video, Six Feet Under. Oh, cool. Which is kind of interesting. <laughs> Family business, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of people <laughs> thought that she got big because of her connections with her parents, and I don't believe that. Well, they're not that, they don't sound that connected. They're pretty connected, but I don't think they could just go, hey, we're going to make our kid big. Yeah, you have to have some talent. <laughs> interest yes i don't know yes. i don't think of them as connected in the sense of like they're not music execs or something yeah that's what at first i thought they were uh-huh. throughout the whole entire rumors about them and stuff and i did some research and they're in the industry but it's a different industry and then what about her brother what about phineas what's his deal as a musician phineas he produces all her music is this their first official album kind of thing it's her first official album yes okay did he produce people before no okay so it's like their launch this is like their this is a huge crazy launch he's released his own music okay it's very poppy it's not as experimental 
Oh, interesting. But you could kind of hear his production in it. Yeah. Is he singing or is he just doing the music? He's singing and doing the music too. Oh, okay. So let's see here. He produced Rebecca Black's song, Satellite, Ash, Camilla Cabela, and Selena Gomez. Wow. Yeah. So after he got well known, he really has kind of moved along. But I guess the family's just all very, very talented. Yeah, I know. That's interesting. Yeah, because I wasn't sure. Like I said, I didn't do any research. So (laughs) I was like excited to hear what you found out. So I'm like, oh, because when you see them, they're young. They're very young. She's 18 and he's only 22. Yeah. So I was like, where'd they come from? (laughs) So I didn't know. Yeah. Because whenever someone gets really big, it feels like they just came out of nowhere but like lady gaga will talk about no she'd been doing clubs in new york since she was a teenager yeah, <laughs> like yeah she's been doing it for a pushing while her music and uh, with billy eilish i feel like oh no she hasn't had time to do anything <laughs> she's so young yeah well the story goes they released a few songs on soundcloud and then all of a sudden the one song ocean eyes it got a thousand plays and they're really surprised because they don't know a thousand people and all of a sudden, it just started getting more and more plays. Nice. And then that's when they did their EP and stuff. And then they released this album. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're very lucky. <laughs> yeah. So it, <laughs> it is kind of grassroots. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty exciting. That yeah. makes more sense why they seemed uncomfortable accepting so many awards. Like they're like, Ugh. yes. Yes. <laughs> How did we get here? They seemed so surprised. Yeah. I guess we should talk about the album. Yes. It's not that long. It's only 43 minutes. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on it? Okay. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I tried not to have it too hyped in my mind because it did win awards and stuff. Yes. So I was trying not to be too excited. And I did. I like it. But I have to admit that it felt a tiny bit long or lagging in certain parts because of the energy levels. Kind of stay the same. In certain places. Okay. And then I'm going to start with like more of my like critical stuff is that I can't stand the song eight because she sounds like a baby in it. And so I just can't listen to it. I have to skip that. (laughs) There's one song I have to skip. I like her music. I would probably take songs and have it in a shuffle type thing versus just listening to the album straight through. I have two favorite songs. Okay. So what are your two favorites? So I like You Should See Me in a Crown. that's her best oh interesting okay I do. that's like my favorite that's like the dancer in me that song is so good <laughs> and then um wow. also i want to say that all harkens to me is like 90s music like late 90s early 2000s yes yes there's like a Respitina vibe from the 90s like chancellor yeah. and concubine yeah. or dwarf star that i heard in there so i'm like do they know that music because to me there's like a 90s thing going on which i like like i'm like oh this sounds like fun 90s music and i think 
even the sense of humor and the darkness is very late nineties to me. So I enjoyed all of that about her music. Okay. And then the other song I liked is the one that's probably like one of her big songs, When the Party's Over. emotional and just intimate and with her voice you're like she can go really far with this yeah so those are my two favorites that is <laughs> They're so opposites and the spectrum of her range yeah yeah for me i mean the songs i could do without were those mm-hmm. two songs really <laughs> 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 oh, that's so awesome <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think the whole entire album in its entirety is actually really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. It does feel like it does drag a little bit, but when it's done, you're like, wait a minute, that's it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I was going to take out those two songs, it's probably when you should see me in a crown. And you would keep when the eight, in. though. Oh, yeah. I think eight is actually really When she has the really weird baby good. voice. It's just pitched up about an octave. It's I can't not, It's not it. real. It, I know. I, I'm like, I don't want to hear a baby voice. That's yeah, super funny. Yeah. yeah. I heard you say these are the songs you like. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Which are your favorites? My favorite song on it is Zanny. What is it about them? I must be missing something. They just keep doing nothing. Too intoxicated to be scared Better off without them They're nothing but unstable Bring ashtrays to the table And that's about the only thing they share I think that song kind of just breaks a lot of like the whole entire album actually the way it's being recorded and performed is breaking a bunch of roles and that's why i Mm -hmm. like about the album when things just kind of sound kind of just normal or poppy and i think when the party's over is actually kind of poppy if i remember right but it's a 90s poppy no when the party's over is just her voice and like the piano oh Maybe it's my strange addiction. Never mind. Um, my strange addiction is definitely like a 2000 pop. Oh, okay, song. okay. Well, then never mind. It's it's just my strange <laughs> addiction I could deal without. And then, <laughs> well, my strange addiction it. has like the yeah, 
yeah. It they has drop that. in all the quotes and stuff from different yeah. things. But uh, it's just being critical. If I was going to deal do without yeah. them, those would be the two songs. I'd just go, okay, I don't need these songs. But yeah. in its entirety, I think it's actually a really good album. Here's the other interesting thing. He uses quite a bit of different sounds in there. That's what I wanted to know about what you heard in it. Okay. Okay. So I saw some interviews with Phineas and he said, Billy, when she got her Invisalign, they were using some strange instrument at the dentist. And so she recorded it and (laughs) she used it in Bury a Friend. Okay. And then in Bad Guy, the hi-hat sound is actually the street light from Australia. Yeah, so there's all these weird little sounds in there, and that uh-huh. that's great for me. It has some earworms in there. Like, it's yeah. kind of go back and keep on listening to it and stuff. But in its entirety, I think it is well-deserved of the three Grammys and all the other awards that it's won. Mm-hmm. To me, because it's kind of breaking rules, and it doesn't sound like what regular pop music should sound like. Yeah. That's what I really do like about this album. Most of the time when I think of pop, I think of Beyonce, Katy Perry, mm-hmm. that one girl, oh, Justin Bieber. and <laughs> You said that one girl. Well, Justin the one Bieber. girl that Justin Bieber <laughs> dated. I'm kidding. I can't remember her name. Oh, it's killing me now. Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez, I think. I Selena got it. Gomez, uh, yes. I'm not up on pop music, so everyone needs to be not mad at us for not knowing all <laughs> Yeah, <this>. Yeah, I <laughs> don't know my pop music at not all. Not our normal realm, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. when you compare it to their music, this is definitely just out there. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. So I give them that. I mean, to me, it, this sounds great. Well, the songs that I even I weren't super excited about, it wasn't because it was a bad song or something. And there's like a dark sense of humor to all of it, which yeah. I like and enjoy for pop music. Yeah. Right. I mean, the very first track on there, she's taking out her Invisalign and you just hear her slurping and stuff. Saying, yes. Let's make an album. I was like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> that was fun. And then it goes in the bad guy, which is mm-hmm. kind of like this weird, sarcastic 90s vibe to I it. I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like most of the songs on here, but to me, Zanny is the one that just pokes out to me the most. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I mean, Listen Before I Go is really good. Bury a Friend is great. (laughs) I liked it. You didn't. (laughs) No. Um, Maybe I should give it another try. Um, I And like I said, I just, I liked that it feels like late 90s music (laughs) it's like oh i love it so i do like it and it makes me want to listen to more of her music yes the way i see Billie eilish she was the gen x millennials nirvana is to me because Mm -hmm. these kids are crazy about her she's like younger than millennial yeah but our presennials for us it was like kurt cobain and maybe britney spears for some people or whatever Mm -hmm. but she's definitely that different artists that made it big but doesn't really know why they made it big and people follow her everywhere if she, she can't really go to the mall alone because people over just recognize her and they already have another album right they're working on something else probably i mean i know she's done some collabs with justin bieber and okay i would just be interested now and i listened to it to multiple times like for a while it'll be neat to see where they go that's all. Like they, that, this was so interesting. So it'll be interesting to see their career. I'm intrigued on where the duo will go. 
will she mm-hmm. write another album with Phineas? Uh, I hope or so. egos kind of get in the way of things. They seem pretty well grounded. Yeah, it can seem like a tight knit family. So hopefully that stays. Yeah. I hopefully they keep each other honest so their music or art doesn't get stupid. You know what I mean? Like right, you get too many right. yes people around you not challenging you and then you come out with like garbage. So I hope that they have that relationship where it's like, nope, like not good enough. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you don't want people to get burned out. Cause I also don't like that in this industry, it seems like, oh, you made money. So let's hurry up and churn out a bunch of stuff, even if it's not the best and just yeah. get you on the road. So I, think I hope they, they don't. both hide in their compound and just hang out. <laughs> good. <laughs> So I I hope they keep it that way. (laughs) I hope she doesn't go turn around and buy a $50 million mansion and think that she's some goddess of the world and all this other stuff and (laughs) doesn't need her brother. Yeah. That's what I'm fearing. But I'm looking forward to her career, actually, and seeing what Mm -hmm. happens. And the influence on, like, pop music, like you said. Oh, yes. It'll be fun. Thank goodness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's going to be really nice. I think I would recommend this to everybody and anybody, actually. Not my dad, though, but any. Not uh, your dad. (laughs) No, I don't think my parents would like this. No, I don't think my parents would like this. But anybody our age or a little bit older. Um, I think they yeah. would like it or respect it, have some type of respect for it. I didn't want Definitely. to admit it at first when I was listening to her stuff, thinking that her music was good, but it was it's all well done. And you have to re-listen to my favorite songs and understand why I like them. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. No, yeah. All the, no, no. Like I said, if I was going to be critical and I was going to say I could do without these songs, that would be it. But I think they're all necessary, too. Yeah. Because if it didn't have the other songs in there, then it'd just be a 30-some-odd-minute album, and you'd just want more and think that was just a lackluster album. True. So, anyway, yes, I would recommend this to anybody but my parents. And I was telling my friends, I was like, unfortunately, Billie Eilish is good. I'd hate to say it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say it, but it is good. It is. It's not like I'm going to listen to it every day, but I'll go back and I'll study the production here and there yeah i'll throw in some of the songs into mixes probably oh good good it's so. not an album that can be on my phone that i can listen to though i told you i have one album on my phone i can always listen to <laughs> okay so it's and it's short and it's loud and it's perfect and so that album is always on my phone but um this will not replace it so <laughs> but i like this so that's the standard <laughs> All right. All right. Well, awesome. You could like me on Facebook at Glitch Unicorn Santos. I'm going to come up with something. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I currently am on Instagram as wellness as art with underscores, Um, but that's my wellness business. And I'll create another account to put my music and dance and art up to follow. Yes. Yes. We'll, We'll come up with our own Facebook or maybe Instagram or something. Yeah. Just a couple posts, something like that. Some links. <laughs> All right. Well, we're out. Come on.